Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about what a referendum in Cuba can teach us about party and policy. We, uh, we often talk on this channel about how there are a lot of people who put party over the policies they actually believe in and claim to support. However, when you're talking about your own country, it gets uh, hard to see at times. Because no matter how independent you are, you lean one way or the other. So you may succumb to the idea of an allegiance to a party, even if just subconsciously. And sometimes you may look away when that party supports a policy or opposes a policy that uh, you feel strongly about. Okay, so what's this have to do with Cuba? Cuba uh, had a referendum on a new family code. Okay. And this code, basically, it provided greater protections for women, kids, the elderly, grandparents, seeing parents, and the thing that made the most news, same-sex marriage and uh, their ability to adopt. 74.1% voter turnout. Two to one in favor. Okay. Now, that's a, that's a clear win. By U.S. standards, that is a clear win. Two to one in favor of this. 74% voter turnout. These are decent numbers, right? Now, down there, very loosely, you have two main sides. People who are supportive of the current government and people opposed to it. Right. Uh, those in opposition to the government are now saying that only 47% of voters voted yes. I mean, it was two to one in favor of it um, when you're talking about those who voted, but they're using eligible voters. And they're saying that the 74% voter turnout was due to them saying that, you know, people should boycott this. You don't participate in the system. I mean, I have questions about that. I mean, I think there might be other things that contributed to a lower than normal voter turnout, such as, you know, the storm. That might have had something to do with it. Just saying. Um, but so... What happened was the government very heavily came out and said, yes, we need to do this. We need to expand these protections. We need to provide these rights. The anti-socialist groups, those that are against the current government, they took the bait. They came out and said, no. No, don't participate. Don't agree with this because they're so accustomed to being in opposition to the the government as a whole. So the the movement, the the opposition movement in Cuba that wants to be seen as you know the pro freedom party has come out 
and said, no. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's not extend these protections. Let's not give these people rights. They took the bait. So they have successfully framed themselves as people who don't care about kids, women, the elderly, or or gay people. And they have framed the socialist government as the revolution that is continuing to look out for those people. This wasn't the government that did this. The government just said, hey, this is a good thing. Let's do it. It was that habit of putting party over policy. If you are looking to cast yourself as the people trying to bring more freedom to a country and you actively campaign against something that brings more freedom to the people of that country, there, there's probably an issue, but it's reflexive. The opposing party says, hey, let's do this. No. Even if it's something that they might support. Now, in, in all honesty, when you get way deeper into the dynamics, and please understand, I am way oversimplifying Cuba. Um, but if you get deeper into the dynamics, it has to do with a lot of people being socially conservative and the evangelicals being involved, and, and that's why there was some opposition. But it was generally championed by the government and opposed by those who want to see the government there fundamentally changed. Um, this happens in the U.S. a lot. You have a party in the United States screaming that they are the pro-freedom party while constantly trying to undermine workers' rights, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, without end. Because the other side has taken the position of being supportive of those things. It might be a good idea for everybody to kind of take stock of where they sit ideologically and what they really believe in when it comes to these policies. Don't listen to the talking heads. Don't listen to your party's thought leaders. Think about the world you want to leave behind. I would be willing to bet that there are a whole lot of people who may be, you know, just ardent supporters of a particular party who find out that that party, well, maybe it's not really the pro-freedom party. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.